0: Welcome back to the find you Path mission youtube channel and podcast i am super excited to share this next interview with you her name is susie cervantes and she is at the mission orphanage and school she was our internship director so we got to spend a lot of time with her and i was just so inspired by her love for people her the love that everyone else had for her at the orphanage and at the school um, it was evident that they really respected her and as i got to know her i saw why uh, this interview, I just walked away feeling so excited to share it with you because the stories she shares, the experiences she's had are just um, really powerful, really important for us to hear and learn about, I think. She came to the mission as a little girl uh, with her siblings and she'll share a little bit about that, about the, some of the stories that um, have happened and that she's learned from and some of the advice she has for us as we're trying to figure out what we want or what we, we can do to make this world a better place and um, how we can find our path. So. I can't wait for you to hear from
1: her. And so here is Suzy. So it was, I came here in 2007 and that's because I was in a different orphanage before coming to the mission with all my siblings. Like there's like six of us, we just came here and that we basically arrived because of like social services like deep mm-hmm. and we just landed in here. And crazy story, like short one, it's like the, the, the founders of this place Knew my mom because she was also in this orphanage. Oh, yeah, and so she like was here for like a year or so, like not a long time. And then they were like, "Oh, we know this family, so they just like got us in here." Mm-hmm. And that's how we ended up here. and That was like, yeah, two thousand seven. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: And were you at the time? Were you um grateful to be here, or what? What was that feeling like? What were your first impressions, and like, how did you feel about coming?
1: I honestly was like not grateful (laughs) just because you know like when you're a kid and they're moving you from place to place like weekly like there's a point where you're just tired and exhausted and like everything in you is like drained Mm -hmm. and it was like I was feeling so responsible for all my brothers that I was just like okay Like, when are we going to get to that place that it's going to feel, like, home, like, safe, like, loved, you know? Even though I didn't know what the concept of that really was because I only saw it in movies, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, when they paint that movie, like, oh, the whole family is sitting at the table eating breakfast, eating pancakes, you know? (laughs) Like, that's the idea that they sell in movies. I'm like, oh, that's what I want for all of us. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I was, like, looking for. And when I actually got here, I was like... I'm pretty sure this is just one more place we're going to spend one week and then they're going to place us a different place. But then, like, a few months later, like, during Christmas season, because I had arrived in September, like, it may took me, like, three months to actually realize, like, oh, like, this is it. It wasn't just a week. Like, it wasn't just, like, um, a random visit. Mm-hmm. And then people, I started, like, putting my card down and, like, actually letting people in and like, oh, like you're not charging me for the food that I'm eating mm-hmm. or the place that I'm sleeping in or the clothes that you're giving me. And I was like, okay, that's when thankfulness like came mm-hmm. and I let my guard down and I'm like, okay, I even said, and like, you know, like start grabbing like the kid, like I was a teenager, like a pre-teenager, I guess I was 12, mm-hmm. so I was Actually, turning into be like a teenager, so I was like letting letting my kids side on the side, which I actually like was always like responsible, and so I was like, oh, I can actually have fun, play around, go on a bike ride, like all these things, and I started doing it here because I was like, my brothers don't need to be protected because they already are just by being here. Mm-hmm. So that's like it took me like three months to actually be like, okay, this is it. Yeah, and like yeah
0: that's awesome um and do you feel like um as kids when they come in like why do they move why did they move you guys so much
1: um it was basically because the orphanage that we were in um only wanted like certain amount of kids and mm-hmm. little ones oh. and so we were like the oldest kids Uh i was the oldest one in the other orphanage i was 12 Uh and i was graduating sixth grade that year actually Uh and my family was the biggest one Uh so they were like oh it's easy to move the whole family together Mm -hmm. and so when we were going from place to place for like every week it was because the places that we were in the families were like no they're too many they're too Mm -hmm. many and they were like wanting to put us in different places all, I, all of us. Like, like, separate you? Yeah, and uh-huh. I, I was, like, that's a lot. And I was, like, honestly super grateful that they heard a 12-year-old girl, like, saying, like, I, we actually want to be together. Mm. And I was, like, grateful that the lawyer actually said, like, okay, yes, like, we can do that. Find a place. Yeah, and the mission happened. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's
0: sweet. Um, What were your first impressions, like, of the of the home here or, like, when you walked in?
1: Um. Something. Well, first of all, I walked in this office, mm-hmm. and I thought it was huge. Okay. <laughs> and there was, like, a lot of people, like, leaving campus at the time when we arrived because it was, like, the time they were leave. Mm-hmm. So I was, like, there was a lot of movement. There was a lot of things happening. Like, mm-hmm. we're just going to stick right here. But then when they um, drove us up to the house, first we dropped my baby brother in one house, and I was, like, Are they gonna separate us and they're like yes but we're all together like we live together we eat together they're just sleeping in different houses Mm -hmm. I'm like okay Mm -hmm. so they put my baby brother in one house and then my other brother in a different house and then all of the girls in one house Mm -hmm. and then when we walk in the house girls it was like huge living room TVs on the girls are dancing and there's like the table and then they go, one of the big girls, that was my roommate, she was like, oh, here, I want to show you a room. And she actually, like, investigated what my favorite color was, and back then it was pink. Oh, <laughs> and so she literally grabbed, like, purple how do you say that? Like, um, the, I don't the know. The paper? It no. was, like, paper, and you put it on the fan and the light bulb, Uh and then the whole color Uh, comes that color so she did that and she was like so excited my blankets (laughs) were like pink and I was like that's my favorite color and she's like oh that's so good like I literally just like make it for you like to welcome you I'm like thank you (laughs) so I went into the top puppet because we were sleeping in puppets and it was just like the first impression was, like, oh, they're actually, like, ready for us, you know? Mm-hmm. But still, like, my guard was up. Like, yeah. I was, like, don't get too excited. <laughs> don't get, like, your hopes up. <laughs> Just wait for a minute. Mm-hmm. But I still, like, you get excited. Like, I was excited for them. Like, oh, it's a pink room. Like, your <laughs> favorite color, you know? Yeah. And then we go to dinner, and it's, like, the whole table was, like, really long. And everybody's sitting down, like, talking. Everybody knows each other, like, normal. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this is like the movies. Mm-hmm. You know, like, everybody's eating together. Everybody's sitting together, talking. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay. And everything inside of me started feeling, like, the excitement. Mm-hmm. But still, like, I had, like, an inside bottle of, like, sushi. Just, like don't get too like excited you know but i I couldn't like hold it inside so i was like okay i'm just gonna enjoy it you know even if it lasts or not i'm just gonna enjoy it i saw my brothers like they were like playing around and they didn't even care about anything they were just like happy to be there and Mm -hmm. i'm like okay and it was just like so much like open arms come here you know Mm. it was really good that's beautiful
0: and then, so, as you get older here, you how did, I know like when the kids turn eighteen, they kind of have a choice, right? Like, do we mm-hmm. stay here? Do we go somewhere else? Like what kind of started guiding you? Like I'm guessing you started getting responsibilities as you became a teenager? Like how did you start to decide I want to stay longer?
1: Um, I One of the responsibilities that I had was like, you know, like we all have chores in the mornings and stuff. but in the afternoons, like everybody is resting but I wanted to be involved in more. So one of my persons that I admire a lot, she was running the trailer, evangelism trailer. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I want to do that. So I started like every Tuesday, like sometimes we will be like more than uh, once a week. So we will like go out in the ministry and like take outreach and, you know, like the evangelism trailer, Yeah, we set up the chairs and it's like a party in the streets. Mm -hmm. So that's like, something i really enjoyed and i was like oh i can do this i can do this and then like we started doing like cleaning the streets like on a different day so i was like oh i can do this like i want to do this so everything on me just got kind of started like involved and i started speaking more like the language mm. so they were then they were like oh so they can translate for you so they can translate for you i'm like uh. and sometimes to be honest i was like Maybe so because I did not (laughs) understand, but I feel like that's how I learned. I was like, "Okay, he says that Jesus loves you," (laughs) even though that's not what they're saying. I think this is what the goal is. Yeah. But I learned at the end, and like I, I I now it's like one of my jobs now here at the mission, like to translate. Yeah. But I feel like the embracement of like, oh, Susie can do this. Susie got, got this. Like, oh, if someone can like. Lead this, it will be Susie, you know, but at the same time, it was, like, so many, like, moments in family that I was, like, I want this, like, this is what I want, and honestly, like, people will say, like, I can be making millions out there, like, making more money and stuff, and, like, you could be more successful at that area, but I'm, like, yeah, but this is, like, my foundation, and it's okay if, like, people leave and come back or don't come back, but, like, inside of me, this is, like, when I was little, I did like this dream board, and I started cutting like these things from out of magazines, and it was like a girl sitting under a tree, and then it had like a guitar, and it had like a graduation thing. playing harikotos, the cap, the graduation cap, yeah, uh-huh. and then it had like the a building with people sitting down and someone speaking on stage, and then it had like music notes around books and i think little kids and i did that a year later after i arrived here Mm -hmm. so i was like 13 i was like getting into junior high and i did that and i still have it actually i still have one of my boxes and i was like this is like the thing that i want like not just now like i'm as a 13 year old like i'm dreaming for future and so as I'm getting older like I'm realizing like all of this is here Mm -hmm. and like the dream like when they say what are you what are you dreaming of and I'm like I feel like I've been walking in my dreams since I was like 13 because that's when like I started grabbing like hold of dreams like oh gosh (laughs) because you when you are like a little kid and you're so responsible for like your siblings and stuff like I honestly didn't know I could dream and when I was doing that, like, the dream board, and I'm like, I can like, I think I'm going to be this person when I grow up. Even though, like, I have, like, no kids on my own, but I have, like, my nieces and my nephews and all the kids in daycare and, like, the kids in orphanage, and they're just, like, screaming, and I'm like oh, and sometimes I even close my eyes and I feel like people are calling me. <laughs> I'm like, okay, that's not me. <laughs> but I just get so excited because I'm like, I've been walking in these dreams, and I, and sometimes I just stop, like on Thursday when we were at the baker and everybody's throwing the balloons and all the kids are running around and I'm like, I've been like, this is the dream. Like this is what uh, Susie, like being 13 years old, dreamed of, and now I just get to stick step, step back in and enjoy it you know and and it might look like different in so many places, but this is like like what got me into like saying yes over and over every day to family and to like the dreams that I have with God and stuff like that, so I was just like. Super excited for that. So that's one of the main reasons. Like, like you turn 18, you can go to college and do all things. But at the same time, I was like, yeah, but I want to do it with family. And I feel like family, it's, like, here. Mm-hmm. And so, and, yeah, like, I can go, I feel like now I can go to another place and still have, like, this family. Mm-hmm. But I just know, like being in the place. Like, I still want to be here. You know? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I just want to see more kids growing up and doing like going to culinary school, going to art school or going to dance school and like all these things that the kids have dreams of. And I'm like, I'm just so excited like everything inside of me gets the hope and I'm like I get so excited to see you be walking like in your dreams.
0: Oh, that's so sweet. I love that so much. Um, so as you develop this relationship with God. (laughs) out mm-hmm. um, to this time because you're obviously very close to him um what do you have any experiences that kind of helped you see how he saw you or how um he saw your path like you're saying your your journey board uh, or your where you had your dreams um where did you, where was he in that like
1: as you mm-hmm. started going through that life, i actually like didn't know that god existed honestly like i had like this vision of like mighty powerful god. Like, you know how they painted in churches, like he's crossifying the cross and all of that. And that's it. Like, that's all you get. But having a relationship with God, I learned that when I was here. Like, and it might sound weird, but I was, one night, I was like, so, like, angry and sad with the girls in my house. (laughs) You know, as roommates, we always fight and have, like, disagreements. But that night I was like next level upset and I just went like, God, seriously, like I need to know if like if you're my dad because this doesn't feel like a good vibe or anything. And then literally like I heard God's voice saying like loudly, like, yes. And like he said in Spanish, (laughs) he said, yes, I'm the only one. And I literally jumped out of my bed, went to the house mom room, and I was like, did you hear that? And she's like, what? And I said, I heard something. I heard someone talking outside, and she's like, what? So we look outside, we, like it's dark, you know, and there's nothing, and I'm like, okay. Then I go to bed again, and I have this, like, dream, like, literally, I'm walking in like a green field, and I'm sitting, and then I see someone approaching me, and And then it's like, this person is giving me this gift. And then I open the gift, and it's a crown of flowers. Mm -hmm. And then I can't see the face, but it's like that person is just, like, saying, like, put it on. Like, Mm -hmm. like, okay, put it on. And then out of of nowhere, I'm, like, in the swings. Like, I'm just going up and down. And then I woke up. I wrote the whole dream down. And then I, I don't remember who was this, but it was, like, someone on campus has said, Susie, so that was Jesus. Mm-hmm. Like, he wanted to remind you that he is your dad, that he is with you, that he is for you. And I'm like, okay. Like, nothing in that moment would make any sense because, like, I always have dreams, but you know, there's, like, dreams that make you feel, like, comfort. Yeah. And that, that was one of them. And then, I started, like, telling people, like, I can hear, like, a voice inside my head, and sometimes it's like outside my head, like audible. And then we started learning about God's language and the way that He communicates with you, and all the prophetic and like all of this. And I was like, "Oh my gosh, I'm not crazy! <laughs> I'm not crazy! Like I can see this, I hear this, you know?" Like, and then um, someone was praying for me one time, and they got my hands, and they're like, "Susie, your hands are like." healing hands and I'm like what does that mean you know <laughs> and they're like we well, just go pray for people and your hands are healing hands and I'm like okay and I I was like 15 yeah like, I didn't really got it yeah. <laughs> but then like when we started like praying for healings and stuff and I started praying for people and I started seeing results and I'm like oh my gosh this is scary <laughs> but it's so exciting but at the same time I was like so excited to see more of God because I don't know if you saw my personal video I said like if there is a God like please take me and like all of us like just take us and that was like the first time like I actually saw an answer because like literally like a few like I don't know I think it was like a month or so like we were in a truck driving to beef this is when you were wanting to leave your your home where you were living. You have yeah. to be able to go from there, uh-huh. mm-hmm. and that's that. That was like literally the first time like me seeing God, mm-hmm. but I didn't realize that until like years later. Like mm-hmm. I didn't saw it like oh yeah, this is God taking us to a safe place. Like this is God like keeping us. Mm-hmm. I just saw like okay, finally like going out of here. Mm-hmm. But later I was like. I he's been he's been present and i didn't notice like and he's has his like protection over all of us and i wasn't even aware because i was so like tense and my car was up and my like you're not gonna tell me what to do like i know it's like all of these were like like tension in me mm-hmm. but once i put it down like i was like oh like i hear god's voice i feel him like i see things like i have dreams and it, i'm not crazy mm-hmm. <laughs> you know like it just makes me feel so connected to him and when i like talk to the youth i always go like when i don't want to teach you a relig- religion religion mm-hmm. like i want to teach a relationship mm-hmm. and if the goal is for you to have your own experience and not to know like just um memorize something out of the bible but to actually connect and have your own experience like build up your own relationship with god that would be amazing and then sometimes when they come to me and they have like their notes and they're like i saw this and i experienced this i'm like yes Mm -hmm. keep going for more you know because i can tell everyone my experience but if they have and then they're building their own connection with god and relationship then that's the goal at the end of my day like i'm like I don't want you to to feel what I felt or I don't want you to see what, what, what I see, but I want you to see what you want to see with God, like what God wants to show you and like have your own connection. That's the beautiful part about like discovering God. So I actually feel like I started doing that when I was like, 13, 14 and then uh, when I was fifteen, I just started like doing it more. Mm-hmm. And then I actually did school missions here. Oh, okay, I For did other years. years. Uh huh. Oh. And I just like, and that in those three years, I actually was like, oh, I, I feel so connected to God that I, like, I'm like basically like so in love of like this, like I want more, you know, and and the fact that every encounter every experience was like new and different like it just made me feel more like I don't know what the right word is but connected I think it would be like discovering more of him made me feel like oh I can do this more like I just want to know more <laughs> and you know when you're doing like treasure hunts and you found one and you get like so excited and you feel that you're one step closer to it like I feel that that was my relationship with God like it was just like a treasure hunt like continually like hunting him down until like i was like sitting in like uh one service and i was literally like not in my body but with him mm-hmm. and i'm like i feel like i feel it like i'm going like next levels and every time it's like new and beautiful and in like so lovely like it's just i don't know i would just call it magic <laughs> mm-hmm. <That's so laughs> but beautiful. i just That's my favorite part about having encounters with God, like sharing them and having people like, oh, I can do that too. Like I can have that connection, that relationship with God. That will take me to discover him more. I want it,
0: you know. Mm -hmm. That's so beautiful. So if there's people listening, they're like, I want that. I want to know my path. I want to know my walk with God. I want that relationship. Like what would you say that where could they start or what could they do to get to to that place where Mm -hmm. they can have more encounters with him?
1: I will say to first like find a spot that makes you feel comfortable. For me when I was in, living in the orphanage my spot was like my bed and then it became like a tree outside and then it became like slings and then like when I was able to walk around like outside of my area like I was able to go find like more quiet spaces but it was like technically like being intentional and on seeking him Mm -hmm. and finding your place like we call like secret place like go to the secret place with god Mm -hmm. and if you find your spot like that makes you feel like i can breathe here like i feel relaxed i feel peaceful like then that's your spot Mm -hmm. and then like just open up your mind, like relax your body and like literally go like, um, like literally pray out loud. Like Jesus, like I just want to see you. Like I want to encounter you. Like I'm making space for you. Mm-hmm. Like literally saying those things out loud will actually open up the, yourself to receive what he has for you in the moment. And sometimes it's like, even I'm, I could be driving in the car and I could be like, like, Jesus, where are you? Like literally, I can just ask that, and he could be like, "I'm sitting right here," mm-hmm. or like, "I'm so I'm like we're driving with you," mm-hmm. or, "I'm singing this song with you," you know, like mm-hmm. things like that. Or, and like being aware of his presence because he's like, um, how do you say this? Omniscient. omnipresent Om- omnipresent <laughs> yeah. He's like literally everywhere and. I love asking this guy to that, like, where are you? And he will literally tell me or show me mm-hmm. or make me feel something, and it's like, oh, I feel the comfort. And every time, like, I want to like have an encounter with him, I literally like make the place, like, I I don't know, like when you're setting up your house for a party, and you're just like, oh, do I have the cups? Do I have the plates? Do I have the forks? It's like the same thing with God like it's my house clean it's like it's my body ready to receive like I honestly like Friday mornings it's like my morning routine like relaxed routine like I'm just going to clean up my whole house and then have like quiet time with me and make the space for it you mm-hmm. know like uh, if that means vacuuming or like dusting off something like it could be like you could do it physically and spiritually and just set yourself up for, like, what is going to happen today. And, like, it's not just, like, on Fridays. <laughs> but, like, Fridays is, like, slow morning. Like, I can take up to, like, from 7 a.m. to, like, noon mm-hmm. doing it. And it's different because it's, it, I, I can take my own time. <laughs> and in the, during the week, it could be, like, 30 minutes, like oh, I'm going to take 30 minutes today and I'm going to literally go to Jesus and be like, what do you have for me today? Or like, let's just see like, what do you want to take me today? Or what do you have like for the people today? And stuff like that. Or I'm just going to pray, you know, like simple prayers, Mm -hmm. like thankfulness. Thankfulness always like, one of our pastors always says like, thankfulness are the gates for like, to encounter Jesus more. And we always start with thankfulness, like, thank you for this, thank you for that, and the list goes on and on and on. And you just like open up yourself for like, what is it like you, I don't know, it's just finding the place. I think that would be the right thing, finding the place and setting up yourself like for success. Yeah, that's
0: beautiful. You said that so beautifully. It inspires me to want to go find that place more often, that's so good. Um, okay, and then have you seen as you've read people through this and shared these testimonies with them? Have you seen? Do you have any examples? or Can you think of any stories of like kids that have that you've seen transform, like as they've gone here and some of the things you've seen happen in them?
1: Like in, like encounters with Jesus and stuff
0: like that. Yeah, yeah, or yeah, have you seen success? I guess mm-hmm. in this work.
1: Um, I saw a couple years ago one of my students that actually jump into school missions, mm-hmm. she came to me and was like, Susie, so I see black. And I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, well, I've, every time we go to Devo's and they ask us to lift up our hands, like I do it. And every time they, uh, we do activities of like, do you see something or hear God? And I hear nothing and I see nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, let's practice. And, you know, like being so intentional with her, like at the end, she was prophesying for, for people, praying for people. Like she even had like encounters and she actually is in her Romania right now do the same thing with the little kids. Mm -hmm. And that would be like success, you know, like not sending her to the other side of the world, but just having her teach other kids what her experience was. I will say that was success. And then like one of the kids, um, I feel like I said this before, like he wanted to have a restaurant with his parents and it's totally different, but he graduated high school and he didn't go to school missions. He didn't go to college. But he said really clear and loudly, like, I want to have a restaurant with my parents. And I'm like, go for it. What do you need? Mm-hmm. And then he um, he started doing, like, tamales with his family. Mm-hmm. And then um, we do, like, our Christmas party every year on campus and we like our traditional dish is tamales mm-hmm. and I'm like I know someone mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I call him and call his dad and mom and they're like hey can you make 300 tamales for this day and they're like what and I'm like yes we need 300 and they're like yes mm-hmm. I'm like we'll pay you this is like for the kids we just want to make it special and every year since then, we just know where to go. Mm-hmm. And now they deliver food. And they're, like, getting, like, every time, like, one step closer to their restaurant. Their restaurant. And I'm, like, anything I can do to help. Like, I want to be your biggest cheerleader. Like, God will be, like, your biggest champion. Mm-hmm. But I want to be, like, cheerleader for you. Like, backing you up however I can. And I, one of my students, it's, like, running a youth camp now. And she told me, like, Jesus, would you like to come and speak at the youth camp? And I'm like, what? You're leading the youth group now? <laughs> She's like, yes, my pastor thought I could do it. He said, like, I learned really good at the mission, and then I'm doing this. And I'm doing all the things that you taught me. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm so excited. <laughs> and I was like, I think 2018, I went to the camp, and I was teaching, like, the youth group. And I saw her leading, like, all this like, massive like, group of teenagers, and I go to her, and I'm like, you know that you're doing a really good job just because you lift up your voice, and they see, and they follow you, and, and she just started crying, and I'm like, you're doing it, she's like, I just don't believe it, and I'm like, well, girl, look around you, see, they're following you, and they, like, actually look up to you, and that's, like, your success right there, and she's mm-hmm. like, oh, my God like i was just i wasn't actually looking at it that way like i was most, more frustrated about getting them here blah, blah blah and i'm like yes but you did it mm-hmm. like they're actually here they're having a fun time they're enjoying themselves look at it and then i just like show her what show her what i do like take a step back and just look mm-hmm. and she did and and she was like super grateful she said i couldn't do this without any of like the mission people and I'm like yes you're doing it look at you <laughs> yeah, and it's just like different people like having different styles of success you know
0: mm-hmm.
1: I want to sing I want to lead people I want to have a restaurant I want to teach kids like everyone in a different place like it's just having like their own success mm-hmm. because they're like walking in the dream that they had one day and now they're actually doing it. And I'm like, that's your success. Oh, that's
0: beautiful. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Okay. And then just the last questions about um this problem of orphanages and, and orphans and so much, you know, how how big do you see that as being here and um like what's the root cause that you've noticed from your experience?
1: The root of it? Uh I honestly like I don't blame anyone like I don't want to point finger at anyone mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's just like mostly like I will say mm-hmm. in my experience it was the lack of um, knowledge
0: mm-hmm.
1: I think like, mm, like I didn't have a figure of a parent for me mm-hmm. in my life like he decided just to not be a part of anything And my mom just decided to do the easy thing, which was like, I don't know, nobody wants to give me a job, then I'll do whatever it takes to bring food to the table. And sometimes as parents, like, like I put myself in their position, you know, and I'm like, they they think they know what's best in the moment, and they think they're doing their best.
0: Mm -hmm,
1: mm -hmm. And... sometimes like we will get frustrated for small situations and I picture like my mom trying to figure out how to feed like six kids and whatever she had to do to do it wasn't like sometimes like the best decisions and I feel like sometimes she will just get so stuck and frustrated that she will react on it Mm -hmm. and if sometimes it will become abusive Sometimes they will be like disappearing for days. Sometimes it will be like, like for me, like when would she sell me for sex or like, oh go to the let's go sell these things or things like that. You know, like in the desperation that they found themselves. Like sometimes they didn't like my mom didn't notice. Like oh my kids are also paying the consequences of my decisions, mm. and I feel like sometimes like she was so lost she didn't have someone to help her that she didn't notice how big the consequence was going to be for her six kids Mm -hmm. and now looking back into that I'm like I know that she wasn't like the golden star mom Mm -hmm. to have like all these beautiful things for her kids but she was trying Mm -hmm. you know and at the end like we were, like, literally so poor. <laughs> we uh, Sometimes we didn't have things to eat for days, and she wasn't even in the house, and I would be, like, taking care of my brothers. But in her desperation of trying, she literally lost track of time, days, kids, people, and she literally paid the consequences later for, like, not having us with her. And I feel like sometimes, like, society around us paint this beautiful picture of oh yeah we are helping these families we're giving these like groceries bags and that will change a lifetime but actually like i feel like when someone feels challenged to change is when you connect heart to heart with them and that's what we do connection you know when we go to people's houses like, we see transformation in people's houses when we actually have a heart-to-heart connection. Mm-hmm. And when we actually build a family care program for the kids that are coming in and out of the community, it was with the intention of, like, reducing the numbers in orphanages. And I don't want to lie about it. So I, was, I actually have that number mm-hmm. because I don't even know how to say it in English. <laughs> mm-hmm. But there's 113 orphanages only here in Baja like Baja California but there is 3 million and 315 thousand minors like kids just living out on the streets in Baja in Baja like not having like uh, no sorry and this is Mexico 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 yeah and this is like um like I just take a step back again and I look at it and I'm like i Back in 2004, I was part of those kids. I was part of that est- est- statistic. Est- statistic with kids living on the streets, not having anything to eat or feed. And that's because, like, the property in Mexico, like, sometimes it's, like, next level and we don't even look at it because we're, like, in this perfect bubble of, like, oh, yeah, like, if I'm doing my best with my kid, that's enough. Mm-hmm. You know, but what says that, I don't know, giving up i I had this idea one day of like i told my mom, mom i want to go to school and i want to have a pink backpack and i want a barbie in it you know Mm -hmm. and i just said that Mm -hmm. and literally she moved earth and heaven to make that happen whatever she had to do honestly Mm -hmm. and a few months later i was in school And then one day I was just walking to school like a normal day, you know, and this lady screams my name and I look and she, and I saw and it was one of my mom's friends. And she said, hey, they call me Susana, Susana, Susana. (laughs) (laughs) So they call me like that when I was a little girl. So she called me like that and I looked and I was like, oh, it's my mom's friend. So I approached her, I went to her. She's like, I have a gift for you. She ran back in her house, came back, and she had, like, a pink backpack with a Barbie in it. And I was like, oh, my gosh, thank you. And she's like, your mom told me that you wanted one. So my daughter just literally wanted to give you hers. And I'm like, oh, thank you. So I'm going to school, like, with my pink backpack, and I feel like I'm the most happiest girl on earth, you know? <laughs> Get to my classroom, put it down, and I'm like, oh, I should have put my new backpack in the floor. Like, just put it on my chair, and I'm sitting and listen to teach teacher. I go home and I tell my mom what happened that day. And she literally felt so happy. Even though she was like, I didn't give you that, you know. But I was like, yeah, but your friend did it. And she's like, okay, did you say thank you, my yes? <laughs> and it was just like, she was always trying to do her best, you know. But sometimes like it's not like, like I don't know. Like sometimes kids just won't be happy with a, pair, a new pair of shoes or like, having a bike or having something to eat and things like that and as a society we're like oh but if I have a heart heart to heart connection like it will be more than just giving a grocery back to the family Mm -hmm. you know and seeing that with the kids that come in and out of our daycare program family care like they just feel so connected and we we go to visit their families we're like your kid is amazing, your kid is all of this and they just like start crying and I see their eyes and I'm like, I can see that you're trying mm-hmm. and I can see that you're actually like it's costing you to wake up every day at 5 a.m or like sometimes at 4:30 in the morning, take your kid to the bus stop, go to work and then come back from work, go to the bus stop again, get your kid, go home, do the homework, make some dinner, put your kid in bed, and and do it all over again the next day like you're doing it like Mm -hmm. it's so good to see you and having people like that that encourage your heart and your soul to do it it's like we're seeing it less and less like I've seen it less and less but in 2004 it was like massive kids just like out on the streets you know. Mm -hmm. but I feel like I literally said one time like I know that I'm on the streets now but this is not forever, you know, like, it's not going to be, like, reality in, like, a year or a month, even though I didn't know how long it was going to take, <laughs> but, like, going, looking back, like, 20-something years later, I'm, like, and I see kids on the streets, and I'm, like, hey, where's your mom? What's your mom doing? Like, where's your parents? And I that's the first thing I ask them, and they're just, like, oh, she's where there. I'm, like, whoa, and then I just send them back with, like, this um smile on their face i'm like you're doing a good job don't give up like i was also selling chicles and like tortillas out on the street and cactuses like i was doing all of these things and they're like are you serious how do you do that to like dress the way that you dress i'm like keep going buddy like the secret is to keep going don't give up like Mm. you're doing a good job and they're like okay and then they look at me and they're like i want to be like you when i grow up And i'm like (laughs) you have no idea but just like encouraging them and connecting with the people, I feel like we see it less and less. But the root of it, I feel like it's the disconnection, mm. the disconnection that they have. Like my mom had no one to like actually encourage her or like, hey, let's go this way with your kids, mm. and settle down with your kids. She had, she haven't, she didn't have that figure on her life, like mom or her dad telling her that. So she. Again, like, she tried the best that she knew she could. Yeah, she had no guidance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that this connection that she had from her parents, mm-hmm. like, it's just like, mm-hmm. it was going to take her generation again on the wrong path. Mm-hmm. But I feel like we found the connection, we found the family, we found the safe place, so we don't have to repeat it again. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, like, I see my niece and my nephews, and they're, like, so full of life. -hmm. You know, like they don't know what we went through because they're literally landed in the safe place with the safe family, and we don't have to repeat the story all over again. Mm -hmm. And I see that, and I'm like, thank you for, uh, like, thank you, God, for bringing us to the right place at the right time with the right people. Mm -hmm. And it I don't know. And now I can say I'm super grateful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I feel like the root was the disconnection, and the, she didn't have someone mm-hmm. guiding her, and she just tried her best. Wow,
0: that's so profound. Okay. Well, so, so as you know, those who are listening and they're like, "Oh, um, I want to help with that problem. I want to help with this. So what? What? What can they do? What can people do to help?"
1: um with the okay (laughs) i feel like first of all like if you have like if people hasn't connect with their own families like do that first Mm -hmm. connect and i just do a test even though you're upset with someone hey how are you doing let's have coffee let's have a chat let's go for lunch let's have brunch something like connect and even though like your connection, you feel like it's not the strongest, like you're going to have to do like one step of risk, Mm -hmm. like taking risks to do that. And honestly, like there are so many like orphanages in the world, so many foundations, nonprofits, like all over the place that are trying to like rescue Mm -hmm. kids, youth, people in general. And I feel like, yeah, they everybody's trying to put their seed in the world, and I feel like if you feel that you have like the opportunity to serve one of those places, like I would say go for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you, like you and your family are just taking the risk of going to a place that has no, like I saw a picture you posted, like there's like nothing in there, but like the concrete and some stuff like yeah but their walls are not up yet like take risk to go and invest in it you know like i will say to people that have the finances what are you doing with that like what are you doing with the things that are in your hands like are you just keeping it for yourself or are you like actually investing in someone's life Mm -hmm. and i will say like take risk and go for it Mm -hmm. Even even if you don't go like personally to see it or like if you don't like, you don't have to take a mission trip to invest in someone's life. Like You can just, like, oh, here's my donation. Mm-hmm. Here's my seed. Or, like, I actually want to partner with you. And, like, you know, like, we have the sponsorship program. Like, I actually want to see the website and see what's happening. Like, there are so many organizations around the world that are doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like, find one mm-hmm. and connect with one. And, um, mm-hmm. like, right now I see the kids that I connect with. And I'm, like, and they know, like, now that they're grow up, like, growing up, like, they know, like, hey, I can just text Susie, and I know that she will have me over mm-hmm. on her house, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I know that she will have eggs for me, even though she never cooks. <laughs> I know that she will, like, get ice cream for me. I know that you know, she will watch a movie and have a great conversation. Like, do that with someone, like, mm-hmm. If you're walking down the street and you see a kid that's like begging for money, like give them a sweater or give them a hat. And you don't know if they're gonna, if you're gonna change someone's life just for taking action on something like that. Connecting with them. Um, I remember a couple years ago, I was in Romania and I was like in the city hall, like in the citadel where all the tourists go. And they don't allow gypsy kids to be begging out on the streets that's like illegal Mm. for some areas up there Mm. so I remember I was walking on the street and out of nowhere it started raining and you know like I am like I'm always perfect sometimes honestly because I just like to get dirt but that day I was wearing shoes and I'm walking down the Citadel and I see one of the little girls like begging like outside of the Citadel and I approach her and it's raining and I'm like hey how are you doing? And she just went like, oh, I'm just like waiting for food. I'm like, did you get any? She's like, no, not yet. I'm like, okay. And I go and I see her and I'm like, where are your shoes? She's like, I don't have any. And I just like took a deep breath. I'm like, girl, and I was with my friends. We were actually going to go to eat lunch, dinner that day. It was like late night. We're like, okay, let's go Um, take some dinner. And then uh, we see the little girl and I'm like, Guys, let's just change, change your plans. And I'm like, well, Susie, I'm like, let's take, let's invite her to dinner with us. And then we go to the restaurant, and I'm like, she's having a hard time walking. Mm-hmm. So I take my shoes off, I'm giving them to her. And we just sit at the restaurant, and the girl saw me, the, the waitress saw me, and she's like, well, I don't think... She told one of my friends, she's like, We don't allow people without shoes in the restaurant. Mm. And she thought I was a gypsy mm. girl. Because you didn't know have shoes on. Because I didn't have shoes on, and the color of my skin. Mm. So I started speaking Spanish. Uh-huh because I was like, I'm having a conversation with one of my friends, I'm speaking Spanish, and she's like, is she from around here? So she oh, she's from Mexico, and I'm like, and then she's like, oh, Maxi, Maxi <laughs> she got so excited, but I was like, you would have done them the same thing if it was the girl without shoes, mm. you know, and I was like, okay, we're ordering, and I started like ordering this like, pizza like sets and we're like eating dinner and then the waitress plays like music and i noticed the music and i'm like oh i love this song we started dancing with the little girl like all my friends and me and then the the waitress starts dancing with us and we're like having a black little party like right there with us in our table Mm -hmm. and i felt that moment i was like for moments like this to change a little girl's life or like I don't know, it could be like 30 minutes, one hour. Mm -hmm. Like she's going to remember this for the rest of her life. And she's going to think like someone actually chose to invite me to their table, take me to their restaurant and pay for my meal. And I didn't have to do anything about it. Mm -hmm. And at the end, that's what I think of. Like I didn't have to pay for my plate at dinner here or the clothes that they were giving me or the... Um, the bed that I was sleeping in, like it was just totally given to me freely. and I'm like, it doesn't cost anything to me to give my shoes mm-hmm. to the little girl or to feed her invite her to the restaurant. Like taking risks to connect with someone. Mm-hmm. it's, I think, one of the main secrets of success in life for mm-hmm. anything, you know, either um, I don't know, it, it, connection could be so in so many different ways. But I will say if you have the resources in your hands, like it could be financially, it could be like just inviting someone over to dinner, texting someone like come over and have like coffee with me. Like don't forget that connection will be like one of your main like um success in life and also like make you feel good about yourself. Like, oh I'm like even though we haven't like I don't know, you can be in a fight with someone member family and you just take the risk to connect with the person and everything will change for the rest of their lives or your life, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know, I just feel that. Take the risk to connect. It's, it's like what Jesus did, right? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. yeah. that's exactly life you lived mm-hmm. and that's what
0: you're doing, that's beautiful. Okay, well, thank you for me this time. I know how busy you are and it's been so inspiring to get to talk to you and to get to learn from you through this internship, really. Just watching you, I'm like, wow, that's amazing. You're just... Um, so loving, you can feel your love everywhere you go. And all the kids are like, Susie, like you said. <laughs> Wherever you go, you can tell just everyone loves you because you give that love. So thank you so much for letting us get to know you and for this time.
1: Thank, thank you.
0: Okay, <laughs> so I hope you loved that as much as I did. As She is so incredible and so wise. If you want to help contribute or learn more about the Mission and School, their website is themissioninc.org. And you can learn about the School of Missions, the internships, the week-long um, experiences you can have there they are um, really powerful they do a really good job um, and to learn more about what we're doing and the internship we have there experiences as well as what we're planning to do to help the children in mexico also you can visit our website at findyourpathmission.org and thanks for listening